0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, January 8th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Today on the Ether, we have the PRISM Roundtable, hosted by Orbital Command and some friends. Let's take a listen.
1: It is now 8 o'clock p.m. in the U.K. We've got one of our guests here i'll just bring the jimmy out yeah and then hopefully dank will be yeah hopefully dank will be joining us as well so two guys that are often kind of asking questions interviewing the project leads and stuff we're going to be turning the tables on them a little bit there's don and hearing what they have to say
2: all right guys uh welcome welcome everyone we're still kind of uh populating in here but uh uh my name's Shaw, and on behalf of orbital command uh uh, I want to welcome you to our roundtable discussion on Prism Protocol. Uh, I'm co-hosting this with, uh, as many of you know, Rebel Defi, otherwise known as Andy. He's part of the, the team as well, and uh, Joseph is another part of the Orbital Command team. Goes by the handle of Eager Creek Crypto or eager Crypto. Um, so we've got two special guests today with us, um, Donku R and Jimmy. Um, Jimmy Lee, who are both, I think you can say community Prism experts, but, uh, basically this is, uh, everybody kind of getting together, uh, who's super excited about Prism to just kind of talk about collectively what we know about it so far. Um, what are the details that have been at least leaked by Hyperion and maybe kind of crowdsourcing some good strategies, um, about, uh, this opportunity that's coming up at the end of this month. So, um, Andy, do you wanna add anything?
1: Sure, that was, yeah, brilliant introduction, Sha. Thank you very much. I was thinking we should just get into it. We've only got about 50 odd minutes for this space. Got Luna Omics with a space on straight after us. Jimmy's got personal business to attend in about an hour or so as well. So I think we should just go for it. To begin with, I thought we could get Danku up. Um, Anyone, I mean, potentially we all know Danku, but anyone who doesn't know Danku, get on YouTube, search for him, subscribe, check his videos out. Awesome. Basically the best YouTube content on the Terra ecosystem. I was wondering if I could ask you, Danku, hi, if could you give, I mean, most people here probably know quite a lot about Prism already. But for those that have forgotten or have gone off into other protocols, would you be able to give us a sort of brief overview of what Prism is, what problem it's trying to solve? And what we might be able to do on prism
3: hey guys hope you can hear me uh way too nice of an introduction thank you mister <laughs> um yeah so what is prism doing maybe some people know from ethereum pendle um, right they are basically doing or have a similar idea if you have tokens or coins like luna that all of us know that you can stake so they're creating yield uh, the base idea of prism is hey let's break this down right there's a the principal part so the true price of uh, luna and on the other side over time there's a yield that luna is creating and uh, the idea of prism is let's break that up and on a market just um basically trade against it if people are interested in uh, swap and um the i mean there is no kind of understanding right now how great that could be right because if we start breaking down different tokens and coins into principal and the yield part it could get wild right if you think about stuff like aust um aust is basically having a yield part right you can then say usually this yield part is described as y and then the token name so why aust and then you have the principal part of this aust which is basically the dollar as a price and that's how it could go on also in the last days hyperion i think um said or sj that they're working on lp breaking up so the lp itself I think a lot of people usually think LP is like two coins that you put into a pool, but in the end, the LP token is just a normal token. It has a price and basically could be sold on the market, right? It has a yield, either rewards or swap fees. So you could also break down LP tokens into a yield part and a principal part. And uh, that's basically the idea of um, PRISM. And then there I'm out, right, in terms of trading, there could be more about uh, kind of futures trading and perpetual swaps but I don't know Jimmy if you have more insights there but in a
1: nutshell
2: that's what prism is
1: thanks for that reminder and um, I'm not sure there's, if any already, of us-
2: there's already so much interesting stuff just in what you said like with the LPs and stuff and AUSD that I already want to like dive into um sorry sorry to interrupt you Andy but uh uh, uh Jimmy did you have anything to add on, on top of that or anyone else want to that's a speaker want to add on to that right now
4: Hey, no, I think that was brilliant. Um, Yeah, I'm sure like we can get into the nitty gritty, but I definitely want to continue, um, you know, building the scope and and kind of, um, you know, setting the stage for what's coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Now, I'm just wondering if we could sort of bear
1: in mind throughout this discussion, um, sort of different personalities when it comes to Prism. Um like we've got Shao on the call. He is our hype man. He is like DGEN to the extreme. But you've also got me here. I mean, I'm sitting on this Twitter space looking at my anchor borrow right now, just hovering under 50 percent, getting a little bit stressed out. So I'm, I'm sure there are going to be different strategies for different risk profiles. So if that's something you can maybe consider as you're sort of responding to the questions, that would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be able to. There, there was a question, actually, I'm kind of interested in. Someone asked me on Twitter, like, "What is C Luna?" And I'm just wondering why, why, do, why does Prism need C Luna? Often we talk about P and Y Luna, but what's the C Luna about?
3: Yeah, good question. I think in a nutshell, um, if you just have Luna as a token, uh, it doesn't create yield, right? The only way to make a Luna a yield-bearing token is for staking it, right? So what um, Prism is doing, it's taking your Luna. And then it's staking it in the background. And that's what then creates a liquid token, which is called C Luna, which is basically similar to concepts that we know from B Luna or maybe also N Luna or now Luna X, which are also liquid staking derivatives. Um, and kind of this makes then Luna truly a yield bearing token. And you never see this C Luna, uh, it's basically just a technicality in the background. And then they break it up into the Y part and the P
2: part. Hope that makes sense. Is it is it just a technicality in the background? Because I think one of the initial pools I thought Hyperion said was going to be Sea Luna to Prism. So I think it's there, right?
3: I mm, let me uh, Jimmy go ahead. I I need to go. There are seven pools. Is Sea Luna one of them. I need to. I think go yeah. I think
2: I mean I tried to do a little bit of research for this. I generally yeah, I believe so. Generally, just and I'm not really a big brain, but uh, yeah, I think. Luna to prism. So I think, yeah, maybe someone correct me, but this is a good thing to cover as we're kind of doing the basics. So I think the initial pools that uh, Hyperion said that were going to be launched with prism are C Luna to prism, P Luna to prism, Y Luna to prism, Luna to prism, u s t to prism. And then I think there was maybe one or two more. I'm not sure if x x prism to prism was going to be one of the initial ones as well that might have been the last one
4: yeah no that sounds right and and i think the reasoning behind that is just you know so you have if you want to go in between any two uh assets you could just have to do a maximum of two swaps one to prism and then prism to the um you know your your final asset and i think that the c luna um as well or like the c assets if you want to call it that um it, it gives the prism protocol like an accounting receipt mechanism, so they get an idea of the total amount of you know Luna that's staked with them. And similar to Anchor Protocol, if we're we're familiar with like slow burning our um, you know our B Luna back into uh, Luna one to one, Prism should have a similar feature such that you can you know do the arbitrage if you want for C Luna Luna, and then slow burn it back to. Um, Still, burn it back to uh, your regular Luna token. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So,
2: well, uh, yeah, what other, what other basics do we need to cover before we kind of start jumping in? I don't know, like strategies, right? We're all here to obviously grow the DeFi ecosystem, but we're all trying to make some money too on the side while we're doing it. <laughs> and we want to talk about strategies. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Any, any, uh, any, st- any, any thoughts on like strategies or have we covered all the basics, I guess, at
1: this point? I'm kind of interested in getting how, like, how do we get our hands on Prism and how is Prism going to sort of hold its, I mean, compared to many other sort of tokens that projects have, I think Prism, like the value of Prism is integral to how, how it's going to work. Um, so I think it, almost like its value is going to be stronger or it's going to be able to hold its value from the initial release, maybe yeah, that's better a good than a lot of tokens.
2: Yeah. Well, Hyper- let's, let's talk, let's jump into that. Right. So Hyperion, um, in the last video that I saw where he was talking about it was, I think Danku, your video where, where you had Tundra from Nexus and you had, um, is it Joe from, uh, Levana? I'm not sure of his name. Joseph, Joseph? Uh, J- yeah. Jonathan. Uh, I was Jonathan, 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 Jonathan yeah. right. I just,
3: saw, so, I'm just seeing Joseph here in the people. We'll
2: yeah. Yeah. they here. So, uh, At that point, Hyperion was saying that they're going to do this mango market um, to launch PRISM tokens and that that was going to be like about 7.5% of the total token supply was going to go into this mango market. But so if that's still the case, do you want to explain that a little bit, uh, Donku? And if not, I did also hear like a weird report just like today or yesterday that 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 even that has changed in the interim since you made that video, and maybe that's not happening. Do you can you shed some light on that?
3: So I mean, I have on my side the video ready, kind of explaining the four phases um, that he teased also on Tuesday, okay. uh, kind of in the interview. But I'm um, I'm waiting to release this just because right now I think that's a, a acceptable of an alpha to share. They are kind of finishing the last touches of how it really will look like in terms of. They're still changing small things. Kind of, yes, mango markets in a, on a high level. I mean, maybe people just already witnessed similar to mango markets on Solana. It's just a mechanism that a lot of protocols are using on Solana. So the idea is you just have an amount of tokens, like in this case, Prism, in a vault, and people can just add UST to it. Um, in the beginning, the first, I mean, right now, that's the information I have from the first three days. You can deposit UST or withdraw as much as you want. And then the fourth day, you can only withdraw UST. Something at least close to what we have seen from from Astroport, but not an LP position is created. It's just like in the end, how much Prism is in the vault, which is right now my information is 70 million. How much UST in there? Let's say for an example, 70 million. That would mean that Prism has then a value of one UST. So it's um, a derivative, I would say, of a liquidity bootstrapping uh, idea, but just more simple, right? And there are last touches. That are done. This is phase number one. Um, I don't know. So he said on Tuesday that probably we'll see this pretty soon in the next days, end of January. Then there is phase two, which is the um, IDO in the end. So you can then uh, withdraw your prism from phase number one. And they have an own AMA, which is coming live. And then they have phase number three, where they activate the web front end. um, So you can stake your Luna to C Luna and then refract it to Y Luna and P Luna. This will be a phase of a few days, so everybody gets familiar with it. During that phase, you can already stake your prism to X prism and uh, accrue values that are just happening because of swaps within prism or also farming and kind of taxes and all this kind of stuff. Um, Everybody can then go into the different LP pools, as you said, right? There is uh, the P Luna prism, the Y Luna prism, and so forth. And then at the end, there is phase number four um, where you can farm prism. Um, So you can deposit your Y Luna and then you can get prison rewards it will be probably over here uh vested linearly and then depending on how much people are putting down their Y Luna, they can farm prison similar to i guess what we have witnessed with apollo a
1: few months ago awesome so when can you give us a date of when you're going to be able to release your video or is that still kind of under wraps just now
3: I, I mean, I could do it now because the, the date, kind of this high level information, I guess, won't change anymore. But I think I, I'm waiting just for Hyperion to say, hey, dude, those are the dates. I understand. I think they're coming with a medium article um, because and because I think it makes no sense that I make a video and then kind of maybe it comes live at this day. Maybe phase number three is five days. And then he goes live with the article five hours later <laughs> and says, yeah, no, no. Yeah. The- <laughs> 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 like, and it will happen in this way. So I'm just. Uh, waiting to fill in the numbers and I'm really looking forward. I had a lot of fun um, making the video because I don't know if you guys, probably all of you have seen yesterday the marketing video of Prism. I wanted to sell my grandmother already. I right, just, uh, after seeing that one, uh, that's really cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was really impressive. I think they used the same company that Terra TFL did to make their initial, like what is Terra videos? I think it's called bread and beyond and it's just so high quality. It looks really, really, really tight.
3: Yeah, I, it's for sure that company because that name nobody can forget, right? It's 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 easy. <laughs>
2: what it's name? A, it's a weird name. It's a weird name. Yeah. No. Um. It's funny you say that because, like, so you know, we've been talking about all these new protocols that are going to launch after Columbus Five, like this Cambrian explosion of DApps on Luna, and I think some of the lunatic like crowd was a little bit disappointed that stuff didn't start launching like right away, but I think most of us you know, that are in the space that are a little bit more mature, like, kind of know that these things still take time to develop and, uh, and to get right, um, the launch and everything. But for sure, of all of these applications, um, this has been the one that I've been the most excited about. Um, Although, you know, I still think Astroport and Mars were also really exciting ones, too. But mostly because, like, this is, I think, real cutting-edge innovation in the DeFi space, right? Like, Astroport, great. It's an awesome AMM. It's taking some of the best ideas from Balancer and Curve and the other AMMs that have been on ETH for a while, like all of their innovations and bringing that to Terra. Awesome. Um, it is... Uh, Mars is a you know money market that's going to do... Uh, add the functionality that Aave and a lot of other money markets that are out there um, uh, have been adding to other ecosystems. But Prism per se, I feel is just like this whole new um, can of worms and just opens up so many new markets and so many new strategies on Terra that you don't have anywhere else. I'm curious, is that kind of the thoughts that you guys have about this too? Am I on an island on my own kind of thinking this?
4: No, Jimmy, I don't want to make it a monologue, right? Somebody take that before <laughs> I join
3: the island of Sharj.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, um, I think it allows us to do some interesting things, right? Like separate the the risks and of course the rewards um and allows us to speculate on the individual components of you know these these tokens right um i know we're launching with luna first so you know we we can chat about different um different strategies around you know p luna y luna and who would be um best suited to do what kind of strategy so i I guess i'm i'm curious like what, what are what what what's your um, kind of primary goal like coming into 2022? There's a lot of ways to make money, but um, you know, what would make you, I guess, most excited and, and how to use Prism?
2: Yeah, no, it's a good question, and I, I kind of want to uh, turn this around to all to everybody uh, that's on the panel that has a speaker um, access right now. But uh, and Seffi I see you raising your hand. I'm, I'll add you on here to say. Um, so, you know, one of the things. When Prism first started talking about what they were doing, like my first thought was, sweet, there's going to be an awesome arbitrage play because people are not going to know how to value Y Luna against P Luna, you know, like, and there's going to be times where you buy one of them for, you know, a certain price and then later you can sell it for higher or lower, right? Like, I, I very easily envisioned that. Um, you know, X plus Y is not always going to equal one and there's going to be times where you can just buy one cheap and then sell it high later, right? Whether it's, you know, uh, the price, you know, the P Luna, uh, at a time where you feel like, okay, maybe the market's dumping and nobody really wants to have P Luna, right? Like it, like on days like yesterday and today, maybe P Luna has a discount and you buy it then and then you can sell it for higher later. Um, or maybe when new apps start launching, because I think people, like a lot of us were, you know, okay, so there's a lot of lunatics who, you know, on Twitter were like, oh man, there's gonna be this day where we're just like gonna have a full-time job claiming Luna staking airdrops because every DAP is gonna give us airdrops or so we're gonna have like, you know, all this work to just claim all the airdrops. And I think we've kind of seen that that hasn't played out exactly like those people thought, but maybe we do start to see like a bigger explosion of DAPs launching later in the year, and a lot of them start drop, airdropping to Luna stakers. And that's going to, you know, obviously create a premium on the why Luna price if you're starting to get a bigger yield out of it all of a sudden, right? So those are like my, I think, initial thoughts. More recently, when Hyperion started talking about LPs and dividing like the LP into like the principal and the yield, like my mind like quickly jumped to like Something like So I'm a huge LPR and I'm really excited to hear uh, Lunomics uh, talk about impermanent loss that's uh, immediately following uh, this Twitter spaces. But like my first thought was, man, what if that was available when I was farming the shit out of Valkyrie at like 10,000% APR, right? And I could have like, instead of like auto compounding it or whatever, I could have redirected that yield into buying Luna. Like the price of Luna was so low back then and that APR was so freaking juicy, right? Like. That's the kind of opportunities that I think um, splitting like a principal and a yield redirection kind of thing. I mean, kind of like the stuff that Sand sand Clock and like Quartz, like that, what they're looking to eventually do. But I think we're going to have some opportunities like that already, you know, that Prism is going to allow and some combinations that are going to be pretty cool. But that's just kind of like the two cents that I've been thinking about recently. I don't know. What do you guys what do you guys think? Shah, first uh, of all, uh,
3: Jimmy, give me quick, no, just quickly, you aped into Valkyrie, Shah, come on, as an LT, as a validator.
2: (laughs) I aped into what? (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) You you aped into Valkyrie back then. Yeah, of course, (laughs) man. I'm a DJ, dude. (laughs) There's nothing that says that a validator has to be responsible with his own
4: money. (laughs) No, Jimmy, go ahead. I couldn't hold myself back. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna jump in and mention you know we're we're gonna take the whole um, you know the the whole scene around B Luna Arbitrage and we're just gonna like turn it up a hundred notches um, and I think I think on launch one thing that I'll do is I'll try to make a bot and I'll release it to the public so you guys can um, you know you won't need to know very much coding at all you can just you know put in uh, connect your wallet. Um, you have to be okay a little bit with, you know, having a, a separate wallet that may have their C, C phrase exposed to the internet, but essentially the bot will just um, try to run these, um, you know, the C Luna, Y Luna, uh, P Luna arbitrage to get you back um, to making some profit off of any kind of, um, yeah, any, any kind of mispricing in the market. with, yeah. with as a volatile. So I'll try to make that available for you guys. Um, Sweet. You know, just so everyone can.
1: Sorry, sorry, Jamie. That was my mistake. I pressed a button. I think I just muted everyone.
4: <laughs> no worries. Yeah, yeah I was going to make that available for everyone. Uh, and then secondly, I think the, the LP thing is super interesting. There's so many ways um, we can chat about that one. But I think the, the simplest one is that when you split the LP tokens, the P token will only give you price exposure to the two underlying assets, right, um, as well as the impermanent loss. That those two tokens may experience as their prices converge or diverge, um, but then the why the yield bearing part of the LP token will give you access to the swap fees and will give you access to any incentives um, coming from um, for that pair, right? So you can imagine I don't know some some LP pair is doing ten percent APR, and I think the way that the mechanism will work is that it'll calculate how much uh, essentially how much is being left in that pool and it'll burn those LP tokens and then make them claimable um, for folks who stake that uh, YLP token somewhere. Um, and then lastly, it's gonna essentially pass through any kind of dual dual, triple incentives that you might have, right? So you could get, say like the ANC-USD pair, you could be getting the ANK token, and you could be getting um, the, the Astro tokens on that, Maybe there's Apollo token mixed in there somehow. Uh, Perhaps, you know, that pair is also incentivized with Prism, perhaps. Um, So essentially, all of this is flowing into that one u bearing um, LP token, right? And so that, that essentially helps you separate all of the risks and price exposures that you might have. Um, so that's already a lot right there and I'll kind of stop um, it's, you guys... dude, it's
2: you know that's fantastic and I'm glad you brought that up because I think you know Hyperion talks about that a lot when he's talking about um, you know the benefits of prism and he talks about you know maybe people needing like money right now and so you sell like one of these you know yield bearing um, tokens that you have access to because you've 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 prismed or def- refracted or whatever you've split some assets and like on a day like today, that makes me think of like, okay, you've got an, a big anchor loan and you see that like, you know, Luna price is dipping and you're like, you know, fuck, I got to like pay this thing back, right? Or, or pay some of this back. I need some cash right now, um, but I don't want to sell Luna. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, what if I take some of my LP positions and I, you know, whatever the word is, refract them or whatever, I split them in prism. And then I find somebody because cause I think Hyperion talks about there's perpetual splits, and then there's like gonna be eventually like three, six, nine, twelve-month splits, right? So you basically sell the yield for one of your LP to LP pairs for like a year or for six months. You sell the rights to those yields. Like let's say you're in the, you know, I don't know, anc UST pool, right? Maybe you've got a, a big position there, and you have those. LP uh, tokens staked in Astroport. So you're going to be earning ANK tokens and the commission fees and Astroport tokens. And you can split that and you sell the yield for six months to someone who's like, yeah, I'll take that yield for a little bit of a discount. And then you immediately have some cash. You can pay off part of your anchor loan and you're not selling anything. You're just basically like selling the rights to future yields for like six months or something like that. I think that's such a powerful option and such a powerful tool to just add to our arsenal of all these different levers and tools that we can, you know, manipulate to kind of make the best financial and strategic decisions.
3: Yeah, I think what is for me so interesting, and it's cool to listen to you guys, because my mind doesn't go what I can do. It's more like what Prism can do long term, because what you described, Shah, is also for us barely impossible to understand how something is priced. And I think PRISM will show for a lot of people the first time, truly the power of a free market. right? Because I personally, when somebody says, oh, no, the price is bleeding because of emissions or whatever. Well, I just say it's the free market trying to find the right price. The market is always right. And now kind of that the market tries to find now the right price for a yield, which is completely independent, right? Because the commission fees will be based on how much will be swapped. The much, how, how much will be swapped will be based on market sentiment in general, about sentiment about the protocol itself, about opportunities even to be swapped, how big the liquidity is, blah, blah, blah. You know, It has so many factors that the true free market will find or try to find how to price this Y and the P part, which I think is the most fascinating part about Prism, right? Seeing how the free market is truly becoming more efficient because we can find more... Descriptions because price is just a description, right? And um, I think not a lot of people know, but I mean, in my legacy job, I was a pricing manager, right? That's why I see price way more relaxed in terms of it's always right, right? <laughs> Whatever the price is, because the market is deciding about this, and we cannot change the market unless we restrict it um, in this terms.
4: So speaking of like, you know, Valkyries, Degen, APRs, and pricing yield-bearing tokens. So let's just like posit that the yield bearing LP token for any pair um, is worth 50%, right? Of the, um, the, entire, you know, the entire token itself, the LP token itself. So what you could do, if you only want exposure to the yield and the swap fees and all the incentives, right? You could take your LP, you refract it, just sell off the principal component of the LP Right, so you now lose the price exposure to those two tokens. And now you can essentially get another yield-bearing LP token, right? So all of your PLP to um, the Y LP. right? So now what you've essentially done is you've doubled the APR on that. Uh, yeah, you've doubled the APR on your position, right? And if you're auto compounding that every day, you know what happens to, to, you know, really high um, APRs when you, you know, compound them daily or continuously or whatever, right? So now you can do that to every single, if you can do that every single um, LP pair, like your yields will start like going through the roof, right, and I think that the landscape now is changing a little bit now. You can even think of this as a competitor to Spectrum, and you can think of this as a competitor to Apollo's auto compounding vaults.
2: That's you just you just blew my mind, homie.
5: <laughs> hey Jimmy, uh, can I ask you something else? Um regarding the what's your intuition as far as the so when you're putting together an R bot for the Y Luna P Luna pair I'm presuming, what uh, what would you have the thing do? Would you basically try to have it sort of like uh every time one of them goes up by a percentage, sell it and then buy the other? Or like, how do you foresee the design of that?
4: Yeah, so uh, there should be two scenarios, right? One where you are refracting and then one where you are essentially minting, right? So if the components, the individual components together are trading higher than the original component. So for example, you know, like, you know, Luna, let's just say Luna is back at 100. And then P Luna is worth fifty five dollars, and Y Luna is also worth for some reason fifty five dollars. Then essentially you can buy up as much um, Luna off the market, refract it, and then just sell the components until the prices are back at parity, right? But do you feel um, like
5: h- how tight you, do you think the arb ends up becoming, though? Right, because like in theory, so like if I were to split my Luna into P Luna Y Luna, right, like just uh, fresh Luna and you just split it. You're getting one of each, I think, right? And then when you go backwards, you're going back to one Luna. So why wouldn't the arbitrage be so aggressive, let's say, that you wouldn't end up pegging sort of like one-to-one Y-Luna, P-Luna ultimately? And then the flip side, like you said, like once the Arb bots are sort of running, it's, or, or at least people are just Arbing naturally, wouldn't you see everything just sort of go back to one-to-one ideally? Or what's your thinking there?
4: I think there's going to be market forces, right? Like speculators, like some people who maybe, you know, 8% yield on their Luna is not very exciting to them, but they believe that we're going to be seeing 10,000, you know, Luna in the next year or next couple of years, right? So forget it. They're just going to, they're going to buy up as much P-Luna as they want. They don't really care about, you know, um, what the price is. Currently they just know that they're getting essentially uh, liquidation free leverage on um the price exposure of Luna so
5: you're so you're not sure in your head like which will be the more sort of popular version of this
4: yeah, yeah we'll have absolutely. to just see where yeah. it goes obviously yeah, we don't know so we have speculators and then you'll have like these spot arbitragers who will essentially try to um you know keep keep the markets essentially solve it and and try to you know keep the peg there so I, I think we'll see a lot of Um, volume from these arbitragers just trying to uh, keep price parity.
5: And, you know, with sufficient volatility, you know, that's what I was thinking of. You know, we don't have like uh, sufficient volatility in things that trade in opposite directions on chain. But like when I was talking to the different groups about building um, like on chain our bot platforms, it was what's really interesting to me is just the with enough volume and you could you could make a ton of money just like literally off the Y Luna P Luna um like a re, a simple fifty fifty rebalancer almost. Or or for that matter, maybe you do the same like just being in the LP. Like is if the transactional volume is really high due to to botting and everything else, then in theory you could actually do maybe that those LPs will do just fantastic. Just the 50-50 LP maybe. I don't know.
2: I think that's, that's got to be the case, right? I mean, I think people are not going to know how to price this stuff. I think little bits of news could easily like change the, the balance between P-Luna and Y-Luna, right? But let's say some new app like comes out. like Let's say Mars can even just make an announcement. I mean, they can manipulate these markets too, right? They say, hey, we're going to for sure airdrop a ton of Mars to all Luna stakers, right? Or two apps come out the same week and say that. I'm sure people are going to speculate on that news and it might change the balance a little bit, create more trading, right? Make why Luna a little bit more valuable at the time the announcements made. I mean, how much, how much Luna was staked to Orion, right? Like just because they said, Hey, we're going to give you an airdrop, right? No one knew how much it was going to be. And at the end, I think a lot of the community felt they just like dangled this carrot in front of them for months and months. And like, you know, they got pennies, but it changed the way people, it shaped the way people, what they did with their Luna, right?
5: Yeah, totally. It's it, like the it seems like the volume back and forth is just
2: going to be outlandish, which is like enticing to me. So anyway, yeah, me too, man. I mean, you, you popularized the Luna B Luna arbitrage play, and I feel like you know so much of us are taking it. So much of the community is taking advantage of that when it's available. Like today, you know, I'm sure most of you on the call noticed today that there was, you know, it was been pegged so tightly for the past week, right? That that people thought that play was gone, and then today it kind of came back to where you can get one and a half, two 2% at different times today. And uh, I feel like this is going to be, you know, I feel like that is this play that's been available to those of us lunatics that got in early, that understand how Luna works and be Luna and have been, uh, you know, able to, to take advantage of that play. And I feel like maybe this is going to be the same thing with Prism and P Luna and Y Luna, right? Those of us that are here on this call, that are planning, that are thinking about Prism, that will understand how it works on launch are going to, you know, use bots or be at least in the P Luna, Y Luna, um, you know, LP pairs and take advantage of all the trading ARB opportunities that are going to be there.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Sha. Um, we've got Luna Omics up as a speaker. We've got 15 minutes or so left. So there's a few people with questions. We can maybe take them, but yep. Luna Omics.
6: Uh, hi, just a quick, um, idea. I was wondering if, um, just a request but one of the things that i'm looking forward to is prism is um a transparent indicator into market sentiment because when the community feels that it's going to go up in price you're going to have more people buying the p luna and when when the community is more bearish people are going to be buying uh the y luna so there's going to be this uh, skew uh, according to market sentiment and because it's being done with real money uh, I think it would be the most accurate market sentiment indicator. It's almost like the VIX for the S and P 500. Um, Prism could provide a, a indicator that it has the same kind of value that the VIX does in the regular market. And um, so, my request, if uh, at all possible, I think it would be really cool that on the dashboard of Prism, there would be like a running ratio of the skew between um, P Luna and Y Luna. Uh, and have that uh, on the same graph as the price of Luna. So, so then you could see the correlation between the price and then the market sentiment, and you could almost make like extreme um, sentiments matched up with uh, the the uh, highs and the the lows of the price of Lu- the price of Luna. Excuse me. Yeah, so, yeah that's, that just- I,
2: that's a great thought because, like you know, I. I don't know if anyone uh, out there in the audience has used prediction markets or looked into prediction markets, but they're such powerful tools. And you're right. I mean, this could essentially be like, uh, you know, a prediction market to tell you what the sentiment is on the price action of Luna, right?
6: Yeah, I I think it could be one of the most accurate. I mean, I love using the VIX. It's so easy to pick market bottoms when the VIX reaches a high, you know, when it gets to like above 50 and then you can just like start picking up picking up SP contracts or selling puts or you know those those have been my most profitable plays as a trader and i think if we had something similar with luna it would be a really like powerful tool for people who are who are trading it one
4: thing that i did read the other day is that um, and i think i think ali mentioned it on um Hyperion mentioned it on the uh, the podcast with um, Jose on uh, Duffy Digital, is that they will have uh, limit orders as well. Um, so I think it'll be interesting where, you know, you can have your own idea on what P Luna or Lunar should be priced at and what price you want to get in at. Um, and you can just go ahead and put in those orders. Um, and I think it'll be a little bit more, the way that, I, that I've seen it is that it'll be a little bit more efficient than um, what we have with Meow Trader where i think they just have the bot that runs these orders whereas on prism they will incentivize people to run their own bots and if they um successfully run the trades they get a portion of these uh whatever the swap fees or their limit order fees are so i think it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out on you know their platform Um, and i think i can See if i can put in a word around having some kind of sentiment or being able to see multiple um prices at one time on their their trading um platform because i know right now coin is is you know corner has done a lot for us but now that we have so many dexes, it, it is a little bit painful to use
1: thanks jimmy we've got mindset with a contribution so I'll bring him or her up and then maybe go to eager crypto who i think has something to say Okay, mindset. You should be up or connecting. Um, Eager crypto. Did you have a question or contribution you wanted
7: to add? Uh, sure. Yeah, it seems like Prism's going to be interesting because it's a new foundational source of stable yield, and that's really what made the entire t- uh, t- ecosystem, you know, take off with Anchor. Um, and so, I, you know, the market, I guess, as it's been quoted, is 600 trillion around um, interest rate speculation in traditional finance. So uh, anyway, I think this will be an interesting tool to keep our eyes on. Um, One question I have is the initial pools are gonna have Prism as the base pair. Um, And I'm not sure if Jimmy or anyone knows. Um, And I think the value or the reason behind that is because it makes the Prism token more valuable, but um, it it seems like that's the way that Nexus launched and it didn't necessarily make the Nexus
4: token more valuable so any comments on that yeah i think that's something that um will be really interesting to see right so i think the the pair itself is not terrible right like i think with like uh osmosis or um say like Thorchain, we have these other dexes that you know are paired with uh, or even loop right they have there's a lot of pairs um for the governance token or the native token for that platform um, but it really is a balancing act between, like, not only the pairs but, like, the utility of your token, right? And um, what are your emissions like? Um, and from, from from what I know, like, all of the utilities, like the staking and, the, you know, Prism, X Prism, all of the utility um, for Prism will be out pretty soon, you know, at launch or right after launch and, you know, week after week after week. Um, so we won't have the situation where we kind of see with Astro, where you know most of the the dex launch, but then all of the governance and all the cool things that we can potentially do with Astro won't be coming um, until you know few weeks, months uh, in the future. So yeah, I completely agree that you know you are facing um, potential impermanent loss risks if you decide to LP um, these pairs, right? But I think that with the you know, the mango style launch um, or prism forge that was on um thank you's uh, powerpoint is that they're trying to raise a lot of those funds so they can seed all the pairs themselves and there's going to be enough um liquidity to facilitate all the trading and all the speculation that we want to do even if we decide not to jump in and lp um these pairs so I don't think we'll see like ridiculous APRs on um, these pairs when uh, Prism launches. Not like we saw with you know with Valkyrie or any other protocols that are launched, um, but they do kind of. But th- there will be an opportunity for us to take advantage of the utility of Prism and farm the Prism tokens, right? I think like the very last phase is okay now that. You know, everyone has their hands on a little bit of P Luna and Y Luna. You can use your Y Luna and you can jump into um, their farms, similar to Apollo's like community farming event, where you know you put in your LP tokens and then the yields are swapped for that particular you know token. Um, in the past, it was Apollo, and we also had the Halo community farming event. But I think the the biggest pain point that most of us had when we entered those pools. Is that we suffered some impermanent loss, right? Maybe we all jumped into mine, we saw some crazy price action on it, or we jump into the anchor uh UST uh, pool, we suffered, you know, some price action and permanent loss on that. Um, but with this Y Luna farm farming event, we can get our hands on Prism by just you know staking our Y Luna tokens. Um, and with you know, with, with that alone, we're giving up our yield. There's not gonna be, I mean, that's not an LP token, right? Um, but essentially we're not yeah, you know, we're not subject to any, any kind of permanent loss and we're kind of utilizing the power that prism and the utility prism will um, allow us to do with many many other um, protocols in the future yeah i like
3: seeing that kind of launch right stata has done exactly the same um, phase four is basically Stata's launch
2: yeah that's a good point i mean i like that model a lot um even though I don't know, it doesn't feel like you're really giving up a lot to farm the tokens, from my perspective, like for Stater. I know you're giving up yield that you'd otherwise be getting, you know, um, from staking Luna, but it doesn't really feel like you're reaching into your own pocket to pay for something, and that's kind of the cool part about it. What do you guys think about the Mango market as a launch? Like, I'm just curious, you know, we describe what at least is, is supposed to happen. How do you guys, what do you guys think about that? How do you compare that to, like, you know, other things that have done like a uh, liquidity bootstrapping pool like um, White Whale. I'm just curious other people's thoughts on that. I have some thoughts, but thank you. You want to jump in?
3: No, I don't comment anymore on
2: launches because <laughs> the only... Alt-
3: I mean, let's <laughs> <laughs> not how...
2: Come on, give us, of- give us some no, sound bites I mean, that yeah. we can blast on Twitter, don't you? I mean, take, <laughs> take a look how it is, is right?
3: If, if, a, if a protocol uh, airdrops like a ton of money for free, which obviously goes then into a little bit of a negative price action afterwards. Everybody says bullshit launch. If a launch uh, kind of a protocol doesn't do it and then kind of has low liquidity in there and the price then skyrockets, but then later on it goes down. Everybody says bad launch, right? If a pro- whatever you do, somebody will have anything something against it, right? Oh yeah, That's we know why. there's no
2: there's no right answer. That's hundred percent sure. Especially <laughs> this community will like rip you apart for anything that you do. But that being said. I want, I want
4: to hear some more commentary. Jimmy, what you got? Okay, cool. So I think we've seen like an evolution of like launches on, on Terra, right? Within the last year. Um, I think things started off with Pylon and Star Terra where if you were the fastest, you made a lot of money, right? Um, and of course, you know, there's, there's been a lot of uh, community feedback and, and kind of um, frustrations around that. And then with the launch of, a few protocols now, like we had Halo um, and White Whale do the LBP, and then you also had um, Astroport do their lock drop. So now, now we're getting rid of. You won't you won't be the biggest winner if you're just the fastest, right? So now they're kind of um, getting rid of the bots and essentially trying to create mechanisms that incentivize um, you know more fair price discovery. So with LBP's. Um, I'm a big fan of LBPs, but I can I can understand that um, with LBPs and the lock drop, there's a lot of decisions you feel like you have to make over the course of those few days, right? You're not exactly sure um, at what price you should get in, it. and the worst thing in for an LBP is like if you get in too early, even though you feel like you waited long enough, and then the price just keeps like continuing to drop and drop and drop, right? Um, so usually the strategies around that is just like to DCA in. Um, but one of the things that I think that prism is doing that is, is kind of interesting with these um, mango markets style launch is that it's really reducing the number of decisions that you need to make and trying to make it as most fair for all the participants while also um, generating the liquidity and raising the funds needed for the protocol to essentially function, right? Um, so so if everyone just you know puts in, their UST for the first few days. Um, The final price is essentially what, you know, the amount of tokens minus the amount, uh, or just divided by the amount of UST is in these pools, right? So everyone has the same price. Um, So my hypothesis is that you won't see a lot of um, speculative price action right off uh, off the bat, since everyone essentially has the same playing field. There's no VCs for Prism. Um, none of the tokens are unlocking, so if the price pumps or dumps that's because everyone just you know just dumped on each other i guess I don't know um, <laughs> i think on the, on the on the final day um I think they're taking some some tidbits from you know from astro's um final days as well as taking the frustrations that people had on you know Solana mega markets where whales would be um, essentially manipulating the price right by just putting a whole bunch of UST, a whole bunch of money in that they never intended um, to actually commit, right? And at the final moments, they're pulling it out. Um, so I think for the final day, there's going to be some kind of uh, mechanisms similar to uh, Ash Report where the amount of, of UST that you can withdraw out of that pool um, decreases over time. And I believe there's a limit as well on um, how many times that you can do this.
2: Yeah, I'm. it's interesting because, like, I was thinking this through myself when uh, Hyperion was talking about how they're launching. And I'm a big fan of the liquidity bootstrapping pools. I feel like it's uh, a way to, you know, essentially fuck the bots and also make it so that um, it's more fair for everyone. Uh, because you basically have to kind of decide when you feel like it's a good time to get in. And, and like you said, Jimmy, I think it makes people kind of DCA in a little bit. But it also makes people think about really think about it and not just kind of uh, blindly do stuff. I guess this is more fair because you're right, everyone's kind of getting the same price. But I do feel like it's not the most efficient because like, you don't know what price you're going to get at. You don't know what the final thing is going to sit at. And yeah, you'll have the opportunity to pull some money out if you feel like the price is not where you expect it to be. But I don't know, personally, I was a, a little bit disappointed to hear that it wasn't an LBP and that it was going to be this... Um, this way. But at the same time, I think it's good to have different ways of trying to launch tokens on on Terra. Like no one's in a mango market before. And so we'll see how that plays out. We'll have some data to kind of say, is this a better way to do it than the LBPs? Um, So
1: I guess we'll see how it plays out. Awesome. Well, we've got about another four minutes before we will be calling an end to this. Danku, do you have any closing comments? there's a couple of guys Mm, with quick
3: yeah i know just i mean i think we haven't talked about and i said earlier so as i don't trade and i don't kind of have personally interest kind of in taking advantage between the y and the p and i'm looking forward to the bot of jimmy to do the work for me i think i'm more uh, kind of intrigued by prism with what it could do for the ecosystem right so thinking about connect money right where you can basically have self-repaying loans what if um, prism just provides the yield part of a token for kinetic money so that you don't even need to give away your full token so that it can self repay your loan just with a yield part that's the interesting thing and i think terra is prepared with a lot of uh yield token like aust which is just the king of yield tokens with 20 percent right steady um to make cool stuff and prism can help to make that happen and stuff that we don't see right now as I said kinetic money could do crazy things and probably a lot of other people in the future as well
1: sounds like danku may have already made it not not caring about price makes me think there must mm-hmm. be lots of money in the bank somewhere um right that looks like lunomics has started up his space so a couple of minutes left jimmy hope you have a lovely day doing what you've got to do in the real world Sha- oh, e- we've got eager crypto with his hand up you want to
7: come in for the final word I was just going to say another interesting side effect of Prism is that governance votes will become more important because of speculation on the um, yield of Luna, and so that would affect greatly the uh, Y Luna token. So anyway, just like the Fed when they change interest rates, uh, you know, there's a huge uh, ramification for the markets. Um, but anyway, that'll be another interesting side effect of Prism. I think is we'll probably all be keeping an eye on those uh, governance votes that come out that might change the uh, the burn rate of of Luna or something like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, rewinding time a little bit, the ozone burn, right? If Prism was around before the ozone burn happened and people knew how dramatically that was going to change the yield on Luna, I mean, I think we would have seen the Prism markets go ballistic, right? And a lot of trade action between P and Y Luna. So so some interesting implications on, on how yield is going to affect the markets. Hey guys, thank you so much for coming on. I know Pac-T, Nick, you've patiently been waiting, but We just don't have time for questions and we want to open stuff up or or free free people up to go join Lunomics uh, talk on um, impermanent loss and LPs. Uh, But thank you, everyone, for coming out. Uh, uh, Jimmy, Danku, Sefi for your thoughts. Um, And uh, we're going to continue to do more of these Twitter spaces. We we have a new Discord server that uh, we launched in conjunction with Lunomics. And it's basically like uh, Luna Strategies. Um, specifically, uh, Lunomics has a couple channels that are dedicated to his specific strategy and how he grew $6,000 into over $2 million over the past year um, doing his particular Luna strategy. So feel free to, 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 to join our Discord server, we'll probably start a channel to start talking about Prism strategy since we've kind of got the, our minds percolating uh, about what this is going to be like uh, later this month. Um, And uh, thanks again for tuning in. We'll keep doing more of these. I think that's all I got.
1: Thanks, guys. Good night. Cool. Take care.
2: Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Prism Roundtable hosted by Orbital Command and a bunch of friends. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. For TerraSpaces.org,
8: I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Down the street in my six foe I never had a six foe, A kid can wish though. I snapped the wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chillin' with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus, my ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song, got a couple albums out, we do alright, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fish, keep my stories mystical. I like my beats boom bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical, craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking it, looking it, looking But never find nothing we've been lied to Thinking this surprise of the super secret lies Motherfucker sneak inside Going dark now, believe me When I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me When I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me When I say this shit is do or die Sick get sicker and the rich get richer. It might be about time to rearrange our dinner. Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed. Waking up early, gonna suck today's. Hey, to right. Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is due or die. Right. Going dark now, believe me when I say the shit is due or die. Clark's a great.